morning and welcome to worship on this Holy Trinity Sunday and this Memorial Day holiday weekend. We're so glad you're joining us for this time of worship. Welcome to those who are joining us on our radio broadcast, on our OSL YouTube channel, or those listening to our worship service uh, as a podcast on our OSL podcast station. This morning, we get to welcome uh, a guest musician, Aaron Hall Rose on cello, who shared a beautiful prelude with us and will be playing a couple more times as our worship this morning, too. I remind you that a bulletin for this service is available on our website um, to download off of our worship page at oslme.com. In preparation for worship this morning, I invite you to light a candle, to gather some bread, and wine or juice so that you can celebrate with your OSL family um, Holy Communion a little later on in our service. We begin our worship this morning uh, with confession and forgiveness. Blessed be the Holy Trinity, one God, the God of manna, the God of miracles, the God of mercy. Amen. Drawn to Christ and seeking God's abundance, let us confess our sins in prayer together. Let us pray. O God, our provider, help us. It is hard to believe there is enough to share. We question your ways when they differ from the ways of the world in which we live. We turn to our own understanding rather than trusting in you. We take offense at your teachings and your ways. Turn us again to you, O God. Where else can we turn? Share with us the words of eternal life and feed us for the life of the world. Amen. Dear beloved people of God in Jesus, the manna from heaven, you are fed and you are nourished. By Jesus, the worker of miracles, there is always more than enough. Through Jesus, the bread of life. You are shown God's mercy. You are forgiven and loved into abundant life. Amen. We join together in singing our gathering hymn this morning, Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, hymn number 413.
the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Let us pray. Almighty Creator and ever-living God, we worship your glory, eternal three in one, and we praise your power, majestic one in three. Keep us steadfast in this faith, defend us in all adversity, and bring us at last into your presence where you live in endless joy and love. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Our first reading this morning is taken from Isaiah chapter 6. This reading narrates Isaiah's vision of the Lord surrounded by angels. They sing, Holy, 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 a song the church sings at the beginning of the great Thanksgiving. This liturgical text invites the church and all creation to sing in praise of God's glory. That glory is God's mercy toward sinners. A reading from Isaiah. In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord sitting on a throne, high and lofty, and the hem of his robe filled the temple. Seraphs were in attendance above him. Each had six wings. With two they covered their faces, and with two they covered their feet, and with two they flew. And one called to another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. The pivots on the thresholds shook at the voices of those who called, and the house filled with smoke. And I said, Woe is me, I am lost, for I am a man of unclean lips, and I live among a people of unclean lips. Yet my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. Then one of the seraphs flew to me, holding a live coal that had been taken from the altar with a pair of tongs. The seraph touched my mouth with it and said, now that this has touched your lips, your guilt has departed and your sin is blotted out. Then I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send and who will go for us? And I said, Here I am. Send me. Word of God. Word of life. Thanks be to God. We join our voices together in singing praises to God with our gospel acclamation, the Celtic Alleluia. The Holy Gospel according to John. Glory to you, O Lord. Now there was a Pharisee named Nicodemus, a leader of the Jews. He came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher who has come from God, for no one can do these signs that you do apart from the presence of God. Jesus answered him, Very truly, I tell you, no one can see the kingdom of God without being born from above. Nicodemus said to him, How can anyone be born after having grown old? Can one enter a second time into the mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Very truly, I tell you, no one can enter the kingdom of God without being born of water and spirit. What is born of the flesh is flesh, and what is born of the spirit is spirit. Do not be astonished that I said to you, you must be born from above. The wind blows where it chooses, and you hear the sound of it, but you do not know where it comes from or where it goes. So it is with everyone who is born of the Spirit. Nicodemus said to him, how can these things be? Jesus answered him, are you a teacher of Israel, and yet you do not understand these things? Very truly, I tell you, 
We speak of what we know and testify to what we have seen, yet you do not receive our testimony. If I have told you about earthly things and you do not believe, how can you believe if I tell you about heavenly things? No one has ascended into heaven except the one who descended from heaven, the Son of Man. And just as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whosoever believes in him may have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, so that everyone who believes in him may not perish but may have eternal life. Indeed, God did not send the Son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Dear siblings in Christ, grace and peace to you in the name of the triune God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. In the year that King Uzziah died, I don't know about you, but I, in truth, do not know very much about King Uzziah. So I did a little background reading, mostly in 2 Chronicles 26. King Uzziah was king in the southern kingdom of Judah in the 8th century BCE, and he reigned for over 50 years. Queen Elizabeth's nearly 70 years as monarch may bias our thinking a little bit, but 50 years is a really long time to reign, especially in King Uzziah's day. The Bible bears witness not just to a long reigning king, but to a great king, a king who provided stability over the course of several generations, who expanded the borders of his country, who had an extensive building program, who found a way to get water to his people living in the desert, who collected tribute from the Ammonites and who was a big enough player on the world stage to be mentioned in the Assyrian, the superpower of the day, to be mentioned in the Assyrian records. In the year that King Uzziah died, what must it have been like? What kind of uncertainty and disruption resulted? What kind of political, social, and economic tens tensions ensued? What things shifted in the geopolitical balance of power in the region? In the face of the menacing might of the Assyrian Empire, what repercussions were there for the puny state of Judah at the death of such a prosperous, productive, powerful, and protective king. And this threat from Assyria was very real. Just before Isaiah's vision, we hear that the Assyrians' arrows are sharp, that their bows are bent, that their horses and chariots are like the whirlwind. And in just 20 years' time after the death of King Uzziah, the Assyrian Empire would destroy the northern kingdom of Israel and reduce Judah to a vassal state. The death of King Uzziah was a major, overwhelming, even terrifying event. This is the backdrop to that momentous day when Isaiah found himself ministering in the temple and he had a vision of the Lord, a vision that parallels the weightiness and terror of the world around him. In his vision, God is so massive that only the hem of God's robe fits in the temple. So overwhelming is the vision that the temple shakes and fills with smoke. Attending God are seraphs and cherubs. These are not the, not the adorable angelic beings of popular imagination. In the biblical imagination, seraphs and cherubs are fierce, terrifying, angelic creatures. A seraph is a winged, poisonous snake, while a cherub is a winged lion. 
I don't particularly like snakes and the thought of a flying snake is enough to make me cover my eyes as I read this part of scripture. But here in the vision, it is the seraphs and cherubs who need to cover their eyes. There is something so intense, so powerful about God's presence that not even these fierce creatures can bear it. The psalmist asks, If you, O Lord, should mark iniquities, Lord, who could stand? In that moment, nothing could have been clearer to Isaiah than the answer to this question. No one. Woe is me, he says, or in Hebrew, oi. All of his senses, his sight, the sound of the angelic beings crying holy, the smell of the smoke in his nostrils tell him that he is lost. It is a moment of starkest contrast between God and humanity. God is God and we are not. So holy, so just, so righteous is God that even the angelic beings that attend God need to cover their eyes and their tender parts. Oi, I am lost, cries Isaiah, for I am a man of unclean lips and I live among a people of unclean lips. If you, O Lord, should mark iniquities, Lord, who could stand? No one. The psalmist knows this. Isaiah knows this. Even God knows this. But listen anyway to what the psalmist says. If you, O Lord, should mark iniquities, Lord, who could stand? But there is forgiveness with you so that you may be revered. Isaiah prepares for God to reach out and strike him dead. But instead, God reaches out with a touch of life, a healing and forgiving touch, a touch that reinvigorates, a touch that cleanses and sanctifies, a touch that burns away fear and terror, a touch that emboldens, empowers, and encourages, a touch that transforms Isaiah's woe is me into here am I. God's holiness, God's splendor and majesty is manifested not in striking down Isaiah or the psalmist or you. God's holiness is revealed in acts of healing and forgiveness and in mercy and in grace in the abundance of life. God's holiness is revealed in acts of self-giving love, in love that does not condemn the world, but that saves the world. The vision doesn't end here, though. There are serious matters in Isaiah's world, and God is not aloof from these happenings. On the contrary, God comes seeking help, seeking a partner, searching for one who will take up God's purpose and God's cause in the world, one who will go and speak and act on God's behalf. Whom shall I send and who will go for us, the Lord asks. With new courage, Isaiah says, Here am I, send me. Today, a little later in worship, we will be honoring and blessing our graduates. And it is to them specifically that I want to speak for just a moment. Graduates, our best guess is that Isaiah was about your age when he found himself in the temple and had his vision. Like Isaiah, you too are coming of age and entering fully into adulthood at an unsettling and uncertain time. It has been a challenging year to be a senior. No doubt there are days when you feel in control like you can do and achieve anything. But there are probably also days when life or the world's problems seem so heavy that you don't even want to get out of bed. In the year that King Uzziah died, when the world was thrown into chaos, 
God reached out and called upon Isaiah. So too, has God reached out to each of you, marked you with the sign of the cross, poured God's own spirit of holiness and life into your hearts and minds, into your hands and feet in your baptism? And like Isaiah, God invites you to use those gifts that we celebrate today to take up God's cause in the world, to live among God's people and to proclaim the good news of Jesus Christ in word and in deed, to love and serve all people and to strive for justice and peace in your own life and in the world that God loves. You do not need to become a mighty ruler or solve all of the world's problems to respond to God's call. Isaiah didn't do any of those things either. What Isaiah did do was set aside his fear and trust that God's love and grace, that God's call would be enough for him to do the work that God needed him to do. And it was, and it will be, for you too. Wherever these next weeks, months, and years take you, God will go with you to encourage and support you in the work that God calls you to do. Graduates, congratulations, and God's blessings be upon you. Beloved of God, in the year that King Uzziah died, the Lord appeared in a vision and called Isaiah to the prophetic task of speaking God's word in a disrupted and chaotic world. And so it has been throughout history, God coming to us, God bridging the gap between God's self and humanity, between heaven and earth. In the time of the Pharaoh, God came and delivered God's people out of slavery in Egypt. On the day of Midian, God raised up the judge Gideon to deliver God's people. In the first year of King Cyrus of Persia, God brought God's people home from exile in Babylon. In the days of Emperor Augustus, when Quirinius was governor of Syria in the city of David, a savior, who is the Lord, the Messiah, was born for us. When the day of Pentecost had come, all were filled with God's Holy Spirit. In all our times and seasons, it is God who comes to us in love, not to condemn, but to save, not to strike down, but to imbue new life and purpose within us. Holy is the Lord who speaks and life bursts forth. Holy is the Lord who comes full of grace and truth. Holy is the Lord who comes like the rush of the wind to stir us to love and service. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord. Heaven and earth are full of God's glory. Amen. Our hymn of the day is Come Join the Dance of Trinity, hymn number 412.
We join together on this Holy Trinity Sunday in confessing our faith in the triune God using the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. At this time, we welcome our high school graduates and their families for a graduation blessing. Life presents us with various significant milestones that set the stage for the next phase in our earthly journey. Graduation from high school is one of these milestones. Today, we wish to honor those who are moving through this special time of accomplishment, transition, and change and to show them that we, their community of faith, stand with them to support them as fellow believers in Jesus Christ. At this time of celebration and transition, hear these words from the prophet Jeremiah. For surely I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord, plans for your welfare and not for harm, to give you a future with hope. Then, when you call upon me and come and pray to me, I will hear you. When you search for me, you will find me. If you seek me with all your heart, I will let you find me, says the Lord. Dear graduates, those of you who are here and those of you who are at home, at this special time in your life, we, the members of Our Savior's Lutheran Church, rejoice with you and we want you to know of our pride and excitement as you move from this accomplishment into the next phase of your life. We also want you to know that wherever you go and whatever you do, you are going forward with our prayers for God's continued guidance, power, protection, and strength. Today, we have a couple of gifts made by members of our congregation for you. We give you a cross, a reminder of God's love for you, and a pillowcase as a sign of our love and as a reminder of the comfort of the Holy Spirit. On those nights when we cannot wrap you in our arms, rest your head on your pillowcase and know that you are loved. At this time, I invite... Um our graduates and parents and family to come and gather here in the front of our sanctuary for a blessing. And I invite you to lay your hands upon your graduates as we pray together. Let us pray. Good and gracious God, when Jesus said, let the children come to me, your invitation included every one of us. Your guiding hand has continually been upon these young men and women. You have sustained them. You have shared in every joy and been present in every sorrow. In times of confusion, you have offered direction. In times of pain and loss, you have offered hope. In times of doubt, your Holy Spirit has lifted them up. Inspire these graduates to trust in you and your continued presence always with them as they go forth into the future. Bless them and keep them, O oh God. Guide their steps and hold them fast now and forever. Amen. Will you, family members, join me in congratulating these graduates? And if you're at home... Applaud with us as well for their wonderful accomplishments. Thank you all for being here today.
we join together in a time of prayer. After each petition, we sing, The Spirit Intercedes for Us, hymn number 180. We pray, O oh God, for your holy church around the world. Revitalize and renew us, that we may continue to experience new life through the waters of baptism, through the blowing wind of your Spirit. We give you thanks, Creator God, for your power revealed to us in creation, for cedar and oak trees, for rushing waters, for the echoes of thunder. Protect fragile ecosystems, send life-giving rains to drought-stricken areas, and restore land devastated by natural disasters. We pray to the Lord. sovereign God, for the nations of the world and for all leaders, that led by your Spirit, they would work to create a world where all of your children can enjoy peace and stability. On this Memorial Day weekend, we give you thanks for the lives of those who have committed themselves to military service. Be with those who have sacrificed much and with loved ones who mourn deep loss for such service. Send your spirit to comfort any who struggle and be present with all the women and men who are serving in the military today. Keep them safe as we continue to pray for peace in our world, for peace within ourselves. We pray, healing God, for all those who suffer, especially victims and survivors of trauma or violence. Give respite to those living with PTSD or any other mental health concerns. Bind the wounds of the broken and calm the spirits of the anxious. As we pray especially for those we know to be in need this day, Deb Johnson, Jim Holt, Richard Ninas, and Mary Busalaki. We pray to the Lord. triune God for this worshiping community, our Savior's Lutheran Church. Empower us to hear your call in our lives and give us courage to live out our baptismal vocations. By your Spirit, guide us as we prepare to return to in-person worship and nurture our relationships with one another. We give you thanks, living God, for those who have died in the faith as we remember those whose lives have been lost due to the horrors of war and this past year, the ravages of COVID-19. Trusting in your abiding grace, we pray to the Lord. The Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. And also with you. We send a greeting of peace and love to all of you wherever you are this morning on this holiday weekend worshiping as we take a moment to greet one another in a sign of peace. Peace be with you.
We are so grateful for your continued generosity, for your spirit of sharing and caring and loving, for the ways that you share your gifts in our greater community and world, and for the ways that you share your gifts here, your gifts of time and talent and resources, as we as a community of faith continue the ministry that Jesus began among us. We welcome your offerings to OSL, to our shared ministry. We invite you to send in your offering to our church office or to use our online giving option on our website at oslme.com. If you have not already done so, I invite you now to gather bread and wine or juice for our celebration of Holy Communion as we sing together our offertory, Let Us Talents and Tongues Employ, hymn number 674, verse 1. Jesus, bread of life, you have set this table with your very self and called us to the feast of plenty. Gather what has been sown among us and strengthen us in this meal. Make us to be what we receive here, your body for the life of the world. Amen. In the night in which he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took bread, gave thanks, broke it, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat. This is my body given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. And again, after supper, he took the cup, gave thanks, and gave it for all to drink, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood, shed for you and all people for the forgiveness of sin. Do this for the remembrance of me. Gathered into one by the Holy Spirit, let us pray as Jesus has taught us. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial and deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours now and forever. Amen. Here today, at this table, in this meal, God comes to us here today, in this meal. God's holiness is made manifest in gifts of love and grace and forgiveness. Here, in this meal, God comes to us, strengthens us, so that we can respond with an emboldened, here I am, Lord, send me. I invite you to receive these gifts of God today. This is the body of Christ given for you. This is the blood of Christ shed for you. As you share communion with those you are gathered with or as you receive these gifts yourself, we hear a gift of special music by Erin Hall Rhodes. She will play for us Petite Romance.
the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ strengthen you and keep you in his grace. Amen. Let us pray. Jesus, bread of life, we have received from your table more than we could ever ask. As you have nourished us in this meal, now strengthen us to love the world with your own life. In your name we pray. Amen. As you go forth into the rest of this holiday weekend, go forth with this blessing, the blessing of God who provides for us, feeds us, and journeys with us, be upon you now and forever. Amen. I share just a couple of announcements with you, the ministers of OSL. The first of which is a reminder that we are uh, making plans to return to in-person worship beginning June 13th with limited capacity. Sign up for that worship service opens on June 1st. Please contact the church office and we will be in our summer worship schedule. That means we'll be gathering at 9 a.m. for worship. In addition, our summer worship services will be live streamed um, and shared as a radio broadcast. And of course, they will continue to be available on our YouTube channel to watch at any time. I remind you that if you have a prayer concern or would like to connect or visit with one of your pastors or one of our parish nurses, please reach out to us. All of our contact information can be found on our website at oslme.com. We join together in singing our sending hymn, Holy God, we praise your name, hymn number 414.
Go in peace. You are the body of Christ. Thanks be to God.